You have found yourself on another episode of Locked On Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to get the hype train rolling as Chicago Bulls open their preseason up tomorrow against the New Orleans Pelicans. We're going to talk about that, new wrinkles to the Bulls offense, and interact with the live audience. We're going to get into all that and some more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Bulls. Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. But Pat, oh, first, today's episode, by the way, is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. There you go. Pat, Bulls. We get Bulls basketball in, in a little over 24 hours, bro. A little over 24 hours, we'll be watching the Chicago Bulls play basketball against the New Orleans Pelicans. It's been a long time coming, brother. How you feeling? Listen, I am excited, dog. I mean, listen, you, you got to look at this as a new beginning, right? You got to look at this as um, the, the start of... Pat, Pat, can't hear nothing you're talking about, bro. Check, check, check. Now we can hear you. Your XLR card must be going out. Every time you touch it, so just watch your hand swinging, bro. You know you like to move talk with your hands. Just watch your hands. Go ahead, brother. No, it's it's just about getting excited about this season, man, and and really being excited about, you know, this team being able to build off of uh, what they did last season and – and continuing to show that, listen, that wasn't a fluke, right? I think that's the one thing Bulls fans feared, that we was the Knicks. <laughs> that, that we going to nix this up this season, right? Like, let's let's come out here and show that, nah, bro, like, us going with 46 wins wasn't a fluke. We're going to be able to build off this and continue to grow this team. We're not the Knicks, by the way. Like, this impossible to be the Knicks. <laughs> The Knicks are the Atlanta Hawks from last season. Like we can't, we can't beat those teams. Um, I, you know, and I, I do think like looking at the preseason games that have happened so far, I don't know how much of the Bulls starters we can expect to see. I don't know if we see Zion. I don't know me and you were kind of happy and excited to see Zion Williamson yeah. in that first preseason game, considering how long he's been out of basketball. Maybe we will see a little Zion for a stretch there. We may see some Patrick Williams as well. I'm not sure, but I'm not expecting to see Demar. Maybe Zach. Maybe Vooch out there for real. Uh, but regardless of that, I still think even though the Bulls starters aren't playing heavy minutes or at all. We still got a lot to look at in this team. Do we take a look at Marco? How does Marco look after uh, offseason of progression and things like that? Dalen Terry, the rook, can he play well enough to earn himself some minutes? Um, so th- I, I, like even even Costas Antetokounmpo and some of the younger players that Carlick Jones that are projected to be two-way or G League players, like there's still going to be an- enough to take away from this game even if the starters aren't playing. But God- yeah. Bro. When I tell y'all Restream is having some serious issues today, basically, though, I mean, listen, when, when you look at it right, like, I, I think the big thing that you have to uh, uh, talk about is, hold on, you, you back? I'm you back, back, bro. I don't know what's going on with this. With bro, Restream, Restream having bro. some issues today, boy. Boy, yeah, yeah. Crazy. No, keep going, bro. Keep going. I- no, I was just, I don't even remember what I was saying. Oh, well, you know, seeing some of the G League players like Carl Jones, things like that. Um. Yeah. And I was just going to ask you, do you think that we see the the starters play heavy minutes tomorrow? 
Um, you know what? I I think that you're probably going to see Zach take a slower approach, right? Because they might want to do a little bit more of a, you know, okay, let's get him used to playing against other competition besides his teammates a little bit slower. Uh, I think DeMar probably plays. I think you're going to see Io play heavy minutes because you are you're you really want to figure out kind of who's going to be that starting point guard. I know that me and you both believe it's going to be Io basically this season mm-hmm. and he's going to be the one um, continuing to hold that mantle until Lonzo gets back. But, right, like there's some options there. You could go Caruso. You could go uh, – uh, um, Goran Dragic, which I think that's the that's the least of the options. I don't know. We'll check out Bet Online maybe and see who they've got as a bull starting PG. But um, you know, like I think there's some, still some question marks there. And I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I would love to see Billy Donovan. Like if you looked at the last game of last season and you don't test that out a little bit in the beginning of this season, right? T- show me a little bit of Pat Will at the PG and see what that looks like, bro. I wouldn't say at the PG, but doing some point some point forward type things. Yeah. Look, Running the office, I get what you're saying. Point forward is a what? It's, it's, it's not a point guard. That's a completely different set of skills, bro. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. You know, I got I got I got I you know, come on, bro. You, you are we know, doing you know, this right now? You, you know, know I got to dissect the Pat the Designer dialogue from time to time so it can make sense to the normal I'm start people. Pausing bro. again. I'm gonna start pausing. <laughs> you never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, um, uh, yeah, I, this is the time to experiment. This is the time to like test to see how players' games have grown and things like that. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing Patrick Williams out there with maybe not the Bulls starters and let him run more of the point four like he did in that final game against the Minnesota Timberwolves. This is your time. You know, we'll talk about what changes may be coming to the Bulls' offense in the next segment, but this is your time to do that early in the preseason to work it out. Uh, because once the season gets rolling, you got to have a lot of these things figured out. Your lineup needs to be figured out for the most part. Uh, your starting point guard needs to be figured out uh, absolutely i think that that needs to be figured out by i would say after preseason game two we need to know who the starting point guard is yeah. um so those kind of things need to be worked out as well but then we talked about it how that bench lineup is going to work at either Derek jones jr or javante green aren't going to be getting a lot of minutes on this team when it boils down it's going to be one of them who are not getting it the way that billy donovan has talked about kobe white thus far in training camp and everything guess what y'all kobe's still getting minutes on this team billy donovan still believes in kobe white um he's going to have every opportunity to show that he's more consistent and improved and things like that so it's going to be it's going to be fun to see how it all works out and takes shape over the course of this and that new identity and everything that they're trying to build that's what i'm looking for in preseason wins losses i don't really care about that in preseason i want to see certain skills develop what 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 have you been working on in the offseason what what new tools do you have in your bag that you're able to pull out yeah it, it could you, you could pull them out in preseason and they may not be things you go to in the regular season but i'm, I'm just interested to see what what new developments we see from players and what they've added for sure check check there you go I, it's not my XLR. I see it popping up. It's That's just weird, rest- bro. It's restream being stupid. That's yeah. crazy. Um, I, I think here's the thing. Um, that I'm not going to say. <laughs> restream said, "Hey, you guys are not going to have." Can you guys hear Pat? Like, I just want to make sure it's not me. But keep going, bro. Test, test. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all? Hear me? <laughs> are you fine now? This mug weird, bro. It's it's working fine on my mixer. No, um, I I think here's the thing, right? This is this is the part where I'm not going to overly care about wins and losses at the end of the day. But the one thing that I will say is that 
I've noticed more so in the last few years, right, like in professional sports, more so because I paid attention to it because our teams usually are struggling going into them, that mm -hmm. when you win those games coming into the season, it does give you a little bit of momentum coming into the season. We saw that last season with the Bulls. Uh, we saw that a little bit this season with the Bears, even though yesterday uh, we'll talk about that on another show. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like I, I think that that's the one thing that you don't want to do is just lollygag through it. Because you can start the season off all of a sudden. Now we're actually trying to work our way, uh, uh, um, work through a lot of the things that we could have been working through in preseason. So I'd rather yeah. see you work through all those things in preseason by your last. It's only four games, right? So by your last two or three games, uh, or I'm sorry, by your last, your third and fourth game have an understanding of what lineups you want to run out there, what kind of rotations you want to have, and actually be working on that so that you come into the season rolling like we did last year. That's the goal. Man. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the Bulls got things that they need to work on for sure. Um, and so hopefully hopefully, we see those improvements, we see those leaps, and that's going to play into what we what we talk about in the next segment. Here's, here's what I'm going to ask you, though. Who, get, who catches the first body in preseason? Oh... Just between, just on the Bulls, like just the Bulls player, just in general. No, and on the Bulls, who on the Bulls catches the first body in preseason? Io, because people get out of the way of Zach. It irritates my soul, but seeing Zach Levine dunk on somebody, y'all need to cherish it because people do not challenge Zach. <laughs> Yeah. When you when you see Zach actually get body to body contact and finish, cherish that because Muggs get out the way. And I think maybe Demar. I feel like Muggs are testing Demar a little bit more because he caught a couple of bodies last year. He did. Demar does catch bodies. Um, I don't know, bro. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going Javante. I think Javante is going to be out for in this first preseason game. I think Javante is going to be out to get bodies in the preseason. Hey, he caught the first body last year. He, he called Larry Markin in game one. <laughs> he, you are absolutely correct. You are absolutely I correct. I was calling it. I told that's that wild. back to Chicago. We was in Cleveland. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, well, hey, there it is. Uh, let me know down below who you guys think is going to catch the first body in the preseason for the Chicago Bulls. Next up, we're going to talk about the Bulls offense and some of these reported improvements that, they, that their offense could make. But first, got to talk to you guys about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like it's a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs uh, linkedin jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and free um and so simple tools like screening questions make it easy for you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quali qualified candidates you want to uh, talk to faster Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply as they do with everything. But nonetheless, all right, Pat. Zach Levine has said that the Bulls offense is going to be more quote unquote random next season. Uh, now, Billy Donovan is also added to that, just saying how how their offense has stagnated, how even though how great DeMar was, they relied on it a little bit too heavily last season and that to, to compete with the better teams in the NBA, that they need to evolve and change. 
What do you think about the Chicago Bulls offense being a little bit more random and specifically the way that Zach talked it down? Let's quantify that before I ask you that question is that it basically it boils down to him saying they're going to move more without the ball. That's what it's going to be. He's going to the attacks are going to come from everywhere because everybody's hopefully going to be moving without the ball. Me and you very much killed that last season talking about that they needed to do that at times because there are times where Alex Caruso was the only one who moved if he didn't have the ball. Everybody else kind of just stood and watched DeMar and or Zach go to work. What do you think about the Bulls being more random next season? It's basketball one on one, right? We, we weren't. That was that was the, dog. What is this? Oh, you're good now. You're Dude. good now. It, you went to you you became a Decepticon there for a second, but you came back, bro. Ahead, I, I I don't know what it's doing. Um, and I'm back in the studio. Like it's fine. <laughs> um, no, it's basketball. That's that's what you have to see for you to get the job done to get wins. Like. Look, I know, right? Like, if if y'all are younger and stuff like that, like, have you have you been to recent high school practices? Like, they don't teach stuff like that no more. They just teach shoot the three, knock that mug down, you keep going, right? Like, yeah. That's the game that they teach now here. But that's not how you win in the NBA. We we beat that uh, after them games, beat that drum to death because it literally just turned into you would see Demar with the ball and everybody would just be watching him. They had the best seats in the best seats in the whole arena, bro. You know what I'm saying? On the court, you can't get better than that. But you have to be moving without the ball. And I think the biggest thing is with that, right? Like that sets up kind of the conversation that Vooch was having about him just being a spot up three point shooter, right? All of a sudden, he's just standing in the corner because nobody's on him because there's nobody moving without the ball, including Vooch. So, like, I want to see Vooch in the post, post up. Set up. Okay, they don't get it down to you. All right, roll out. Set a back screen. You should be setting so many. There should be the the best teams in the NBA. What do we see? How many off-ball screens did the Golden State Warriors set? How many off-ball screens? About 2,000 a game. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's what you got to see, bro. And and if we're not seeing that right, like, you're not going to be one of – you rarely see ISO teams win NBA championships. Yeah. So that's what we got to get done. Yeah, I mean, I think when you when you look at it this way, right, having the players that necessarily aren't the ball, aren't the best one on one off the dribble scorers, motion offense helps that tremendously. That's what that's what the point of that is, is that you have people who who you create space and opportunities by moving without the ball. When you look at like Kobe, if Kobe moves more without the ball with his quick release and things like that, if he can be more consistent, it's going to be dangerous. I would assume who a player who is honestly a combo guard is going to be a point guard for us. But like. Him creating space, getting him opportunities in that mid-range to go to work. Like, those come throughout, like, movement without the ball. And then when you have, I think key with this, too, with movement, that also means that we have to go to Vooch more down low, more consistently. Because we have everything else moving on the perimeter. Having a big man that can score down low with the efficiency that Vooch can do, it opens the door to everything else. So, like, I really look at it. Like, even Javante can feast more. You can get him easier open shots. If you and even him to slash, like slashing, right? We didn't see very much slashing at all last season if it wasn't in transition because we weren't moving in half court offense without the ball. Right. These are key things. Like when you look at the, this Bulls team making improvements through continuity and not through new acquisitions, you have to better utilize the skill sets that you have on this team. Going to a more motion based offense is going to unlock things that we did not see in players last season. And then you talk about Patrick Williams. If you use him as a point forward and you have, because we're going to run small throughout most of the season, you have everybody else setting screens off the ball, doing movements, things like that. 
you open up so much to your offense just by that alone. Now, it's still up to the players to execute and knock it down when they get the opportunities. But if we're talking about creating more opportunities for people who can't take players off the dribble like a DeMar and Zach, this is the best way to do that. And I think I think here's the thing that you really got to key in on, right? Like, we talk about them all scoring, right? We talk about Zach being able to score, Booch being able to score, DeMar being able to score. What I'm looking at is, bro, if y'all are moving, Booch is one of the best passing big men in the NBA. Legitimately, yeah. he's one. Like, he will find you if you are moving. If Kobe White is moving, if if they collapse on him in the paint, he's going to find you. Uh, uh, Patrick Williams, really good passer. I would assume will prove to be a pretty good passer last season. DeMar DeRozan, we know he's got dimes. Zach Levine, really good. You've got good passers in this offense, but the thing that you have to be able to uh, uh, do for them to get the ball to you is be moving, right? If yeah. I pass it to you and you standing still, your defender's right there. He's not off balance. That's what, And that's one of the things that I've said. While people talk so much about isolation ball, and the reason why it, it, it hurt so bad, too, is that when DeMar was going to work, the players were sitting there watching. They weren't creating anything. So guess what your defender can do? I'm about to stand right here between you and DeMar because all you're doing is watching him. And if DeMar does decide to pass you the ball, guess what? It's going to either be a deflection or DeMar's not going to try to pass it to you because you're covered. Move yeah. without the ball. Like, there was so many times I was screaming at my TV for people to move. And so, like... Bringing that into this offense, making that, that needs to be, like, I, I can, we, listen, we can go all day over X's and O's, how that how that helps, but at the end of the day, to be effective in the NBA, if you look at the best offensive in the NBA, yeah, a lot of them shoots threes way more at a high rate than what the Chicago Bulls did, but outside of that, even the teams that didn't take a high volume of threes, like the Memphis Grizzlies, who honestly weren't that, that I think they we were actually above them in three points attempted, if I'm not mistaken, per game, but they have motion they move their players are constantly moving that's what you need to do if you're not going to be the most dangerous threat from outside and i think the thing is right and and too right let us know how you guys feel in the chat as well because we're going to get to y'all comments in the in the third segment here but i think the thing is too that you really got to look at right is motion not only helps you in your starting lineup but it makes your bench even more deadly it makes your bench mm -hmm. right like because it's it, we're not talking about standstill names on the bench right we're talking about ellis caruso we're talking about javon or uh, uh um, javante green i almost said javante williams that's that's a running back uh, <laughs> um kobe white right like though yeah. that's when those guys are best oh by the way Andre Drummond another big man that's really good at passing Marco Simonovic right here's the one thing that we haven't talked about in the preseason I need to see what Marco can do if you're able to get Marco in space in motion I think that's when he's best that iso ball stuff don't work for him he's not he he's got the handles in the dribble but like he's still a big man yeah, I mean, like you want to see that motion working off of that. And I think it just puts you in a better position to be successful. That That's the thing at the end of the day. And that's the biggest thing for me with Billy Donovan that he has to do, right? There's times where it is okay to go iso ball. I'm not saying you're going to be moving the entire game, right? Like that that's just impossible to ask. I don't even think the Golden State Warriors do that anymore based on the age of their team. But what I will say is that if you – do go to that iso ball you want to go to it in those moments where there's no way this guy can guard him but we're still going to be moving all around it but there's no way you can guard him we know he's going to the bucket because there's nothing you can do to stop him but we're still going to give him a second a third option a fourth option to go to no matter who the player is right you want to give as many options as you can on the court and i feel like that's the part that chicago bulls didn't do last season right and guess what in in um 
when they did do it, it worked very well. And when they didn't do it, you saw the results of that, especially in that Milwaukee series in the playoffs, right? Like they were trying to play that ISO ball, kick out to the open man for the three. They couldn't knock down a three. All right, let's go one-on-one with DeMar. Guess what? DeMar struggled in that playoff series. He wasn't able to because they were like, we're just going to focus on you because you're not giving them a second. You're not giving him a second or third option to pass it to. So why is he going to pass it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's all gonna bowl well. I think it's gonna it's also gonna be an exciting brand of basketball as well. And that's one thing for casual fans, right? And I think sometimes we overlook like sometimes the casuals they just wanna see fun basketball being played. And that's something that can help that is help that a ton as well. Um so with that being said, all right, next up we're gonna go into your guys' comments. Uh we got a lot of people saying hello. First of all, a lot of y'all in here on a random Monday. We appreciate and love y'all. Angel Rodriguez started off by saying shout out to Pat and hey, shout out to you, brother. Hey, 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 hold yeah. on, bro. Hold on, bro. I, cool. I know we ain't had one in a while, but your boy got an ad reading this. Oh, one. I forgot. You actually got to work today. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. My bad. Hey, man, I got to tell I got I to gotta tell him about Bet Online, baby. <laughs> because, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football or NBA betting info, right? It's a basketball podcast. Right, hold on. You got to take this stuff off. There we go. All right, find all your latest player development, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check out all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline. That's where the game starts. I'm back, baby. NBA season is back. I got ad reads again. I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're happy about it, brother. Let's get into this. Holding that bag recordings. First of all, that's a heck of a name. Bulls add players we play in and worse signings. Other teams add players they're considered top four. Okay, it's war now. The doubt around the Chicago Bulls this offseason, bro, has been hilarious to me, bro. Like, especially ESPN, you predicting the Bulls to win to, to go 12th. You got the Wizards. Over the Chicago Bulls, what are y'all like? What are y'all smoking, bro? What are you smoking? Yeah, it, it's it's gonna be weird because like it's one of those things to me where like, oh, that's the new shiny thing, so we're excited about that. But if Chicago does it, it's not the new shiny thing. It's like yeah. I feel like if any other team, if the Lakers had added Demar Derozan last season, they're heading to the NBA Finals. Exactly. The Bulls had Demar Derozan this season. Ah, that's not the move. What? <laughs> it's so weird, bro. Like it, it, it is what it is, bro. Like at this point, I'm not even worried about it. I know Demar's using his motivation. I know the team's gonna use it as motivation. Kind of just is what it is with that one. I, I, you know, I mean, shout out. Yeah, we know what it is, right? That's what I'm gonna say. We know what it is. Thank you for the motivational things from ESPN and those type of teams. We're gonna yeah. go ahead and move on, man. We're gonna go ahead and move on. <laughs> Tori Woodfull says Billy needs to practice those old Popovich passing drills. I, th- I think no. I think we have enough passers on the team. I don't like honestly. That's why we need to be more have more motion because we have a team full of solid passers. Really, when you look at it. Yeah, I I think that the Bulls with passing, the only thing that they need to work on is just getting themselves open, getting themselves in a position to be successful. Um, there there's not a there there wasn't a ton of that last season. There was a ton of yeah. like you said, right? There was a bunch of guys that was hey man, you the best. Uh, uh, um, you got the best seats in the house. That's what it came down to last year to me, right? Like, it wasn't them actually working to get themselves open to be successful. 
Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully that changes. That's going to change the dynamic of the offense a lot and get some of that stagnation up out of there. Angel Rodriguez, I can't wait to see Vooch and Kobe way too disrespect on their names last season. Is was it here's the thing. Yeah. Was it disrespect? Yes, or, to a degree, yes. Or I think I think the Vooch was a little bit disrespectful at times. But to me, right, the Kobe slander it's a little justified it when he started because when he was playing well, right? He was playing great, amazing. We loved him. And not to say you don't back your guy when he's down, right? Like you should, but Kobe got bad. Like it got real bad. Yeah, he had a lot of those games where he just couldn't hit anything. What was it? It was literally like I think like a five game stretch where he just couldn't hit anything. But still, even with that said, like specifically the Vooch disrespect. If you really break down and look at Vooch's numbers as a and look at him in the guise of a third option, really the only thing that he did terrible was not shoot the three effectively. His passing, rebounding, scoring were all very effective. And when you take away the three point shot, he scored the two point field goal at over fifty percent. Vooch played really good last season despite not shooting three. It was the defense. Now, Kobe White, there were some days where Kobe White would almost make me pull out my build hair, beard hair. I didn't say that right. Beard hair. And then uh, that weird accent that I have sometimes comes out from living overseas. It's just weird. Uh, with, that being said, <laughs> with that being said, <laughs> with that being said, uh, there were still times where Kobe, he made me upset. But there were times, too, where Kobe would hit some ki- some clutch shots when nobody else was hitting any, and it's like, hey, shout out to Kobe for that. We just Kobe just needs to be consistent, and if he can do that, I I can't wait for him to surprise some Bulls fans. The part that got me with Kobe right was like Kobe just seemed, and maybe it's a good thing, but he just seemed like the fact that he was bad didn't bother him. And maybe yeah, that's the a clap good- it up day. That was one of the days he dropped the offer, and he oh, oh clap it up, God. we won. No, we didn't win. Hey, oh that, my yeah. God, bro. I- Flipping the tape, bro. I lost it. I lost. I did. That was one of the days when I snapped. It was like, bro, you just went 0 for 9 and you just clap it up. I went to school there. We don't care. Hey, hey, bro. I, I literally, I think I literally said you couldn't have helped them win today. <laughs> we don't <laughs> care. <with> you. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. Here's a good one. Uh, I really think I was going to have a better second year than most give him credit. Now that he has a clear opportunity to start, has to be consistent 38% from three point for it to work. I wouldn't say necessarily. I'd say he needs to add more than his back to his three point shoot. That's part of the problem is they yeah. try to make Kobe just a three point shooter. I'd like, no, I, no, I think Io. Co- they talk about Io. Oh, Io, sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, yeah. I think I think with Io, I think it's really his him, his confidence coming into the season. There were a lot of shots that Io passed up that were open in crunch time that he just didn't want to miss. He didn't want that pressure on him. I think that goes away. I think that I goes think, away. I think the biggest thing for Io, I think keep up what you're doing defensively, right? Like that's yeah. that's the main thing. Like don't take a step back there, but then find the thing that you dominate at. Right, like if it's getting to the bucket, get to the bucket. If it's pulling the mid range, pull the mid range. If it's pulling the three point shot, find that thing that offensively you do best mm-hmm. and capitalize on that. Because we got scores on this team, right? Io and Patrick Williams are gonna have to pick their spots, and they're gonna mm-hmm. have spots. Like no matter how much we say, oh, you got to give them twenty shots. You got they're not Booch, Demar, and Zach Levine are on this team. Like you get the leftovers. 
But when you get your spots, you have to make that spot count. And I think that's the one thing I need to see from both IO and P Will this season, right? Like I think I think if if P if IO is like, hey, I'm gonna be a, a mid-range assassin just like DeMar, that's a great asset to this team. Exactly. Exactly. And I got so Jay Stroke says Drum and Zach Levine are not. This is where people follow narratives instead of basketball. With Zach Levine's scoring increase, guess what also increased the season for him? His assists mean absolutely. Now, he's been looked at and needed to be a scorer pretty much on this team. To say Zach Levine is not a passer, to me, this just says you follow narratives and not actually watch basketball. Zach Levine is actually a pretty good passer. Now, he does need to fix that decision-making sometimes in crunch time. That I can give him. But to say Drum isn't a pa- Go and look at go. Matter of fact, I because I watch it. Go and look. Andre Drumming passing highlights. Drummond makes some passes that you just don't see from the center often. Well, he hasn't been used that way, but he go ahead. I think the biggest thing with Zach is like Zach is a great passer. Yeah. But sometimes he can't get the pass off. Yeah. Because he's dribbling it off his leg. The only thing I need him to improve is his handle. Yeah. If Zach Levine improves his handle, bro, like I feel like him and Jalen Brown are the same. Like if either of them improve their handle, they will be top five players in the NBA. That's a that's a toss. I mean, because it's like they can score at everything. They yeah, can score at every level on the court. But how often last season did we see I'm finna go make a big play boink that's going bouncing the other bro, way? Bro, that bouncing it off his foot thing drives me crazy, bro. And it's you know always what? at the worst moments, bro. I feel the same way about Zach Levine that I feel about Jalen Brown. I was like, bro, Jalen Brown, uh, I, I love the game he putting on, but he can't be your leader if he dribbling it off his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. From from Pat the Designer. Zach, stop dribbling off your ankle there, brother. Stop dribbling. Uh, <laughs> Angel Rodriguez says Dalen Terry catches his fir- the, catches the first body. He's gonna come jumping out the gym, and Zion gonna posterize him. Ooh. Oh, he's gonna be the first body. Caught. Oh, he, see, that's different. We're, well, I catch the first body. We mean dunk on somebody, not get dunked on. But hey, that might be facts. Though. That might be facts, though. Dalen, yeah, that's I, not a bad take, there. Dalen yeah, yeah. Terry, absolutely. <laughs> Might jump at Zion Williamson. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. If we're talking about first one to get dunked on, it's going to be Marco. (laughs) Come on, bro. (laughs) Marco Simonovich is going to walk through the city of Chicago to find you just to dunk on you, bro. The way that you always bring it. Marco, come through, brother. Come through. But guess what? Right after you dunk on me, you're going to be like, yeah, turn around and just, bam, just random. Somebody random, Somebody random going to get you. Just a dude at the park. <laughs> I think he just got dunked on just now, matter of fact. He got dunked on just He just got dunked on. He just got dunked on. dunked on at least nine times last yeah, year. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy, bro. That is funny, bro. That is funny, man. That's hilarious, actually. But that's our time for today, Pat. Anything left to say before we go, brother? Um, nah, man. I mean, uh, make sure that y'all tune in with us uh after games. Uh, of course, me and uh Hayes both do our own post-game shows, but we will be live here post-game after we finish our post-games to bring our ideas together. So make sure that y'all tune in with us uh for that and it's gonna be. Are we doing them live? We doing them live, right? We doing the post games live. Yeah, we doing post game live. We doing it live. Let's do it live. Um, follow us both on everything. Ooh, y'all see me have a stroke right there. Follow us both on everything at Pat uh, at Locked On Bulls, and you can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. We back, baby. We All back. Right.
<laughs> and you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls and making us your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On uh, experts break down everything going on in the NBA in 30 minutes or less. They can be found wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We off this mug. Peace, y'all.